Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Wren, and I'm super glad you're here. Each Friday, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a passion to share, or a dream that she is pursuing. I first want to start this episode chatting about the sponsor for today's show, Meredith Design & Co. Stacey Meredith is a freelance graphic designer in Memphis with a background in advertising, print, and web design. She's been part owner of two stationary companies. She also taught graphic design at the college and high school levels. On any given day, you might find her polishing a PowerPoint presentation, rebranding a local business, creating a brochure, designing a website, or lettering a custom invitation. She often joins forces with her husband, JD, who has an equally amazing but different set of skills, including video, photography, and illustration. For all of your design needs, you can find this dynamic husband and wife team on Instagram at Meredith Design Co. or go to her website at MeredithDesignCo.com. Today, my guest is Libby Phillips. Libby and her husband Chris and four children have journeyed to the state of Colorado all the way from Tennessee to start a church with the International Mission Board. You will be encouraged when you hear about the specific moment that she and Chris knew they were to go to the city of Stapleton, Colorado, where there are in much need of churches there. We chat about how they have all made the transition and what strengthens their marriage. And you may be thinking, she reminds you of somebody. Well, I ask her about that at the end. So stay tuned. Here is my conversation with Libby. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Libby. Yeah, thanks, Red. Good to have you. I really appreciate it because I have just realized that you have flown in from the Memphis area late, late last night. So I appreciate yes. it. <laughs> Weather is our friend out here. Oh my goodness, I bet. So was it just icy yeah. and snow and that's why? Oh. You know, it really wasn't winter weather. It was the wind. So we get Mm. really strong wind gusts out here. And it's not constant, but it's just, you know, 25 mile an hour wind gusts. So Mm. all day long, flights were delayed. And I mean, it was crazy. We got back at 1130 and the airport was packed at 1130. That's crazy. So are y'all in Denver, in the city of Denver? Are you outside of that? So we are um, church planning in the city of Denver and we'll live about 15 minutes from the airport. So the okay. airport is kind of, we joke that it's like in Kansas. It's really not. It's just <laughs> about 15 miles from Denver downtown. But okay. we are currently in a mission house about 45 minutes from the airport. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, tell us, I know um, I first met y'all when um, your husband was on, a minister on staff at our church here in Memphis. And then I knew of you from your boys and you had a little girl. You have four kids, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, so we have four kiddos. We have three boys first that are nine, seven, and five. And um, third grade, first grade, and then we'll have a kindergartner next year. Okay. Um, and then we have a little girl who is almost one and a half. Ugh. So she turned one in October. So it's a little chaos in our house most days. <laughs> <laughs> but so much fun. Yes, lots oh, of fun. And goodness. that poor little girl can do no wrong. Her brother's uh-uh. just, she is an angel. Well, she so looks like an angel. The ha- pictures I've seen, she's adorable. <laughs> She's super sweet, but we got a work cut out for it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad that they are all taking care of their sister. That's sweet. Yes. I'm sure that was much anticipated, like having a girl in the house, right? Yeah. So we just 
knew we didn't make girls. Like we just don't, we have boys and that's what we do. And so when we found out we were pregnant, I told Chris, I was like, I really feel like the Lord has told me this is a girl. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Of course I had like nothing to back it up. I just had this feeling since mommy intuition. I don't know. I I feel like he had given me scripture about it, that it was a girl. And, but I like, couldn't believe it. So what we did is because it was our fourth baby, we did that blood test where you can do the chromosome and find out the gender early. Okay. So Chris and I actually did not tell anybody we were pregnant, like family, Mm. nobody knew. Mm-mm. And we did the blood test. And when we found out it was a girl at 12 weeks, we told everybody. Oh, yeah. All at once. Yep. By the way, we're pregnant and it's a girl. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, what? What? How, what? how far along are you? <laughs> That's so fun. Because they weren't that expecting was. you to be pregnant and then they weren't expecting oh. to have a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were like, wait, you, how far along? You're 12 weeks? How do you know? <laughs> you know, because it was oh, the early right, blood, the blood test. test. I don't think I knew yeah. you could do that with the blood test. So Is that a new our thing? First, yeah, our first three, we could not. Okay. Um, but with this last one, it's you know, you do the blood work at 10 weeks with the chromosome, okay. all the abnormalities. They can now do chromosome gender testing in there okay. and tell you what the gender is. Because you are a female, so if you have any male chromosomes in there, it has to be a boy. Okay, okay, that makes sense. It's a girl. Oh my goodness! So So crazy. That's new. Totally new. Uh, Yeah, I know. We were like, we can find out now. Oh, so (laughs) exciting! I'm just proud of y'all for holding it in for 12 weeks. That's amazing. Yeah, it wasn't that easy. We told one person each, and we're like, nobody else. That's yeah. That's it. It was kind of fun. Okay, so I bet the grandparents loved it, like totally. Yes. But they didn't catch on. Our our way we told them was through a picture and because it was getting close to Easter. So we had all of our Easter outfits and everything. We were showing them what we bought. Uh-huh. And they, like, didn't get it. My mom was like, why do you have <laughs> four pairs of shoes? I love it. Well, tell us how you met. Yeah. If you were in Knoxville and he was in Memphis. Okay, so we met in college uh, at the University of Tennessee. Okay. And he was a senior whenever I was a freshman. And so he graduated. We were friends and moved on, went back to Memphis for graduate school. And then came back my sophomore year and we kind of ran back into each other. Well, I convinced him to give me his phone number because I was going to be moving to Memphis for pre-physical therapy school at this point. Uh And uh, so I convinced him I was going to be moving to Memphis. And we just became really, really good friends, talked a lot on the phone. And then I changed my major and never moved to Memphis. So he moved back to Knoxville. So we dated about a year and a half long distance. Okay. And then when he finished graduate school, he came back to Knoxville. And we um, we dated about four and a half years and then got married in Knoxville, but then moved back to Memphis for teaching for my position. Oh, okay. What did you teach? And so I taught first grade um, at an elementary school in Memphis for three years and then started staying at home with the kiddos and worked in the house. And now we'll be going back this next school year to teach kindergarten. Okay. So you're going to go teach. That's exciting. I am. I'm going to go back. Yeah. So I'll be at my kid's school. That's awesome. You'll love that. You'll love that being, they'll love it. You being there. I mean, go to mom's room. Yeah. I'm excited. That's great. I know. We're done. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Good. I used to teach kindergarten and I did JK, which is like four-year-old kindergarten and then senior K. 
um, for nine years. I loved it. I loved it so much. So that's great. Okay. So tell us how did y'all go from being, it seemed like y'all were really content here in Memphis and had ministry and your kids were thriving and y'all were thriving. Y'all did, um, you know, when we'd have marriage conferences or we'd have the date nights, y'all would be, um, you know, sharing about your marriage and things like that. What, kind of started y'all in that path to go from being him being an activities minister here in Memphis to going to the Denver area in Colorado? Yeah. So Ren, this was totally not on our radar at Mm. all. So it's funny that you say content because Mm. that is what we were. We were Mm. content in Memphis, but Chris had been on staff for about five Mm -hmm. and we were just loving it. I mean, we loved just all of the resources. The people were phenomenal. We had so many, Mm. you know, great friends. It had become our family. Um, Chris and I, neither one of us really grew up in a church home. So that was, I mean, it was so important to us to have people surrounding us. So, I mean, we loved it. But about the spring of 2000, let's see, that would have been 2016, we um, really felt God like stirring in our hearts and we couldn't really figure out what it was. But so Chris and I kind of figured, okay, well, um, he's about to be in a new position at work. And so we think, you know, this is, he's just preparing us for something new, something different. And we kind of narrowed it down to, you know, we really had gotten to a point where we were so busy and we were filling our schedules with so much stuff that we felt this conviction about our neighborhood and our community. And we just weren't on our own time really serving in our community or involved. So we felt like the Lord was just really preparing us for some new steps, but like also Mm -hmm. some new things in our community. So summer rolled around and we both went to the Southern Baptist Convention that year. um, And we ran into a mutual ministry friend And he kind of presented Chris with, hey, the Lord's really laid you on my heart about church planning in the West. Wow. Chris kind of just laughed, like, kind of out of a thanks, (laughs) no thanks. Like, you know, I love my job Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're in the middle of just big changes. And he said, you know, they talked, they're really, you know, good friends. They just talked and he kind of laughed and was like, okay, well, I'll just leave you with what good Christians do. And I'll tell you, I'll pray about it. (laughs) And so, you know, it kind of became like a joke between us. Like, oh, I'll just pray about that. Yeah. So we had our family vacation the next week or two weeks after that. Now, let me ask you this. So we had a lot of time. Were you pregnant at the time yet? Yes. So I was, um, I was pregnant. I was probably... Um, let's see, maybe like 20, okay. halfway through my pregnancy. I was due in October, so okay. a couple months into my pregnancy. Okay. And so that was another thing. We were like, um, really? Like, we're <laughs> about to have our fourth baby. Like, let's uh, throw all that in the mix. Right, right, right. And so we went on vacation, and we had a little bit more time to digest, talk mm-hmm. about it, and kind of walk through. And he said, you know, I, I told him I would pray about it, like, I really want us to take some time to pray and fast over this and see, like, mm-hmm. are we missing what the Lord is laying in front of us? And, mm-hmm. you know, let's just see. So we started to pray about it. And it just seemed that week in and week out, we were coming across um, verses on obedience, on faith, mm-hmm. on Abraham being obedient. And we would hear a sermon on Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just over and over about obedience and faith. And so we just Mm. said, you know, we really don't know if this is where the Lord's leading us, 
but we do know that he's calling us to be obedient. And what Mm -hmm. does that look like? And Mm -hmm. we're just going to take one step at a time. Right. And there were not open doors. There were like little windows, you know, little Mm -hmm. stepping stones. And so we just said, okay, Lord, we're just going to take one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue to pray through every step and see what it leads. So um, we talked to our mutual friend and he said, you know, well, really what we encourage you to do is come out and date the city. And just see, you know, is God calling you here? And so mm-hmm. often people come out here and God will totally close the door. And this isn't where I want you. Right. Or people come out here and they will just be overwhelmed with knowing that this is where the Lord has us. And so right. we planned a trip to fly out to Denver. And funny enough, I was 35 weeks pregnant. Oh, my It was word. the last time I could fly. <laughs> because we just thought, uh-huh. you know, if this is where the Lord has us, like, you we need can't to know. wait till December. Yeah, uh-uh. I mean, we need to be obedient. Right. So we flew out there. I was 35 weeks pregnant. It was the very end of August, and I was due October 7th. Oh, so my word. About a month, <laughs> just barely about a month um, before she was born. But we flew out there and met with um, several North American Mission Board ministries. Mm-hmm. I mean, ministers and kind of their liaisons and the guy um, that runs the residency program out here in Denver and um, really, uh, to be honest, Chris and I had research and research for about a month, all these places in Denver that we could possibly see our family or, you know, just kind of getting to know the areas. And when we drove out there, like everywhere we went, it was like, no, mm-hmm. no, like we just mm-hmm. don't feel the Lord has us here. And so about the third day in, we just really felt like the Lord was closing that door and we were content with that. Like, Lord, we were obedient mm-hmm. to right. come out here. And so we met with Dave Howith, who is the um, North American Mission Board minister out here. And he is kind of over all of the church planners and over the Send North America initiative that we are a part of. And Dave said, well, have you ever, have you gone out to Stapleton? And have you heard of Stapleton? We're like, no. And I mean, we thought we were like, you know, just, I don't know, scholars on Denver because we had looked Mm, everywhere. Right, right. And we had never heard of Stapleton. Hmm. Yeah, it was funny. He's like, I really think you should go out there. And he kind of gave us all the statistics. So later that afternoon, um, we drove out there and we had not been in Stapleton for about probably 15 or 20 minutes when school got out. Mm -hmm. And the difference of schools out here is they're neighborhood schools. And so they're literally in the middle of neighborhoods. Okay. So we were around a neighborhood and school got out, and both Chris and I, and Chris is not an emotional per- emotional person, and I'm really mm-hmm. not either, mm-hmm. but both of us just literally were broken. Mm-hmm. And just to see these faces with statistics, I mean, there is one church for every 32,000 people Whoa. out in the surrounding areas of Denver, and we had driven around for 25 minutes and had not seen a single church, not mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a Catholic church, not even a, you know, mosque or, you know, a Seventh-day Adventist. I mean, like, had not seen one church. Mm. And we just saw these face statistics. And we literally, I mean, both of us just sat in the car, pulled over. We probably looked like the creepy people <laughs> outside of this school <laughs> because we were like, both of us were just in tears. Like, mm. Lord, this is it. Like, wow. you have li- literally broken. Like, this is where we are to be. And I mean, we don't know, we didn't know anything about Stapleton. I mean, we started to research after that, but we were just broken that mm-hmm. there are so many people and 8,500 people are moving into Denver a month, a month. Whoa. So the churches just cannot, right. you know, I mean, they're just, there's not right. that many churches here. And so 
we later came to find out that in Stapleton alone, there's about 65,000 people. And it's about a seven and a half square mile footprint. But on average, every week, only 500 attend an evangelical church. There are Mm -hmm. five churches in Stapleton Mm -hmm. that are evangelical churches. And about 500 people out of those 65,000 are attending. Wow. Wow. So, you know. All these people that we met and that were our neighbors and are now becoming our friends, they just, I mean, they don't attend church and most of them, you know, don't have a relationship with Jesus. So, I mean, right. it just literally broke our heart. So you knew um, at that point when y'all were sitting there in the car in front of the elementary school, you were like, this is it. We need to go. Did So we knew like, this is it. And both of us are just like, really God? Like, <laughs> you know, that in five weeks I'm having a baby. Mm. <laughs> like, Oh, and all the logistical, I mean, it really started a roller coaster. Sure. Chris was beginning a new role at, um, in his ministry. And there were so many hurdles to jump of selling our house and mm. moving our family of six at this point across country. But, wow. you know, it kind of became a blur. Mm-hmm. But the Lord really put so many things in place and so many. And looking back now, there are so many, you know, we talk about their stepping stones that he put in place. Well, they were like huge boulders that he put in place for us mm. to like jump on. Uh, <laughs> that we just didn't even, you know, we didn't see when we were right there. But as you can step back and see the big picture, you, you know, we it. can see now. I mean, just the fact that we had gained equity in our house because um, housing out here is about double. And mm. we had bought that house as a foreclosure in Memphis and just kind of flipped it a little bit and redone some things. And we thought, Oh, we'll just be here forever. So that's great. When we sell it, when our kids graduate high school, you know, right. we'll make money. Um, so just, that was so gracious. I mean, we literally only lived there for five years Wow. and, you know, made lots of equity on it to be able to put down on a house here that's to awesome. be able to afford yeah. housing out here. Yeah. I've and heard it so much. All those details of, yeah. Um, just, yeah, completely got place. That's awesome. So what do you think is the biggest transition that y'all have gone through? Either your kids or y'all as the biggest transition of moving from, I mean, halfway across the country, really? Yeah, literally. Um, So I think there's a lot of things. We have learned to be a little bit more minimalist Mm. because in Memphis, we just, we had a bigger house, so we just filled it with what we had, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've just really learned to live on a lot less. We moved from our house to a three-bedroom apartment for four months, mm-hmm. which was so fun because <laughs> we were all on top of each other and like, you know, two right. kids in each room. But it was so fun. We absolutely love that. Um, but I think really biggest transition for us um, has just really been once we got out here in our viewpoint of community and mm. people and love. Colorado is a awesome, awesome city. And, you know, Denver's an awesome city. Colorado's great. But people's definition of love is a little bit different out here. And love mm. sees all forms. And so just seeing and walking our kids through our definition of love and truth. And what God says, you know, we're to love all people. No matter mm. who they are, what they are, what their sin is. And that's what Jesus did. Mm. And just the difference of sometimes that's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes it's hard to walk our kids through, um, you know, friends that we meet and, um, couples who are homosexuals or we've run into transgender a little bit more Mm -hmm. out here. Um, but same sex marriage is legal out here. So you run into it a lot and it's very common because Mm -hmm. it's legal out here. Right. And so just walking our kids through, like, what does love look like for all people? Mm -hmm. You know, God loves us no matter what our sins are who we are, what we look like. So what, how do we transform that into loving others 
but speaking the truth and walking them through what we believe love is and truth and just how that's, that. So that's really been kind of our our hardest transition because we're kind of learning as we go. Sure. Like, well, know, that's in that what parenting is too. In just wherever well, you live, it's just you're doing as you go. Like. Uh. I don't know. I don't know really what I'm doing. I'm trusting the Lord and I'm going to the Lord every day, but I really don't know how to do that. You know, but that, that's, that's true. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, you know, I mean, I will never, ever say that we are perfect at it. I mean, it is such trial and error and there's so many times we fail Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, But that's just probably been the most transition. I mean, it was really hard to leave family and friends. Oh Mm -hmm. goodness. It was so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one of the biggest hurdles to get out, you know, and just to walk through with our family and our friends, like, here's where the Lord has us. And we are so confident in that. We are heartbroken right. to leave, right. but we are so confident that this is where the Lord has us, you know, so that was hard. But yeah. now being with feet on the ground, that's probably been our hardest transition. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a different culture. I mean, you're yeah. in the West versus in the East. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. just a little different. Yeah. Well, and uh, y'all left a huge hole here at, at church Ugh. for sure. For sure. So we, we know you wouldn't have done this unless you knew it was God's Ugh. call for sure. Well, that's the thing. That's what we kept having to tell everybody. It's like, we love it here. Mm-hmm. You know, it is right. not like a, Oh, we're not happy. We're moving. Right. We love where we are. Right. But we just feel like, you know, God's called us to this and we mm-hmm. would rather, us kind of have a big hurdle to jump over and be Mm. sad that we miss friends, but be Mm. obedient Mm. than to stay and be comforted, you know, by just comfort and where we were and be disobedient. That's good. So, so good. Okay. So this was August and then you had your baby in October. I know we had our baby in October. And so then in that chaos, it was so funny. I've dreamed my entire life of making a girl's nursery and I had already started it. Well, then in August, you know, it's like yeah. we find out we're moving. And I'm like, what? Uh. Like, huh? And so, you know, superficial. Yeah. It was kind of funny. But so we just brought everything with us. There but, you go. So, yeah. So we stayed. And then we wound up moving out here. Um, we left on June 1st from Memphis okay. and packed up our crazy U-Haul. We were the three green circus coming out here. We had a uh-huh. U-Haul and pulling a car and um, I was pulling a trailer behind my Yukon. <laughs> wow, <quite> funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you have such a great attitude about just going even when it's not comfortable and it's not, you know, it's yeah. out of your comfort zone for sure, especially just yeah. having a baby, you know, six month old. So, yeah. um, or seven, eight, eight month old. So yeah, yeah we kept like to laugh about it at that point. It was like, <laughs> okay, really? Lord, like you're mm-hmm. doing big things and you have put big stepping stones out, but yeah. this is just comical. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me how, through all that, how did you keep a great marriage? How did you nurture that in the midst of big transition? I mean, moving, that's one of the top five stressors. So oh, how'd you is. do it? It is. And it was, it was stressful. I'm not going to lie and tell mm-hmm. you, we had some um, come to Jesus meetings mm-hmm. and some heated discussions. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but I will tell you, one of the um, greatest advices that somebody gave us years ago when Chris and I were early in in our marriage, and one of the reasons, let me backtrack just a little bit, one of the reasons we have a huge heart for marriages and marriage ministry is that that's where we really got plugged in Mm. was, you know, we didn't grow up in a church home. So when we got married and decided to kind of step back into church and both of us were saved in our teens, but, um, just weren't active. So Mm -hmm. when we decided to jump back in, I mean, we were newly married. And so we had people pouring into us Mm. and it was just, I mean, just 
priceless. Like we could not put a price on all of the advice that was given to us and just Mm. the couples that walked next to us ahead of us and pushed us, encouraged us. But one of the, you know, biggest advice that somebody gave us early on was not only to pray for your spouse, but to pray with yourself. Mm. And that's hard. You know, I mean, sometimes prayer is just so intimate that, you know, we pray all the time. And I'm one of these that I pray as the day goes along. Mm -hmm. But to like open up with my newly married spouse about Mm -hmm. these things that are like super, super important to me Mm -hmm. is hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and you kind of, you know, the devil takes a hold of you and is like, oh, your prayers aren't good enough Mm -hmm. or you don't sound holy enough, you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. And, And especially for me, I mean, that was hard because here my husband later on in our marriage was a minister. And I mean, he knows way more than I know. And Mm -hmm. so I just wasn't anywhere on his level. Right. Um, But with that being said, that is one thing that has just been so important in our marriage Mm -hmm. and taken us to a whole different intimacy level to just know what your spouse is going through and the things that they take to God Mm -hmm. and that you get to be a part of that. Like Mm -hmm. that's just pretty cool. And so we, um, we have taken a hold of that. And that was probably one of the only things that got us through that. Wow. <laughs> Little fun yeah. time break. Yeah, that's great. Um, just praying together and knowing that the Lord is answering Chris's prayers, but he's answering my prayers, but he's also answering our prayers together. together. And that we're a team. Right. Yeah, he put right. us together. That's awesome. And we're just locking arms. We're just going. <laughs> that's good. I heard that yesterday we're going through a marriage seminar at church. Um, from Gary Thomas, yeah. and he said yeah. in the video Sunday, he said, treat your spouse like a healing physician instead of a yeah. prosecuting attorney. And it's just like totally, yeah, because- you know, to see it that way, you're you're right. It's a team. We're a team. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, and it's kind of hard. I mean, Chris and I have gone through phases where we didn't always go to bed at the same time. And so Mm, we had to like pick a time, like what is a good time for us to get together Mm. and, you know, be intentional and pray together. That's great. Um, So we had to make an effort to do that. And I say one other thing with that Mm -hmm. in that crazy kind of time and what we did to protect our marriage is years ago, Steve and Donna Gaines were sharing at a marriage event and they said that they, if they could leave with one advice, what it would be is to dialogue daily date weekly and depart often or depart yearly. And that's going to change depending on your season of life. Mm -hmm. Um, But so we really took that to heart and love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, dialogue daily, talk daily about what's going on and not just calendar stuff. How was your day? We do with our kids at the table, we do high, low, haw. So they're high for the day, they're low for the day, and something funny. Okay, I like the haw. We do high, low, but I haven't heard of the haw. I love it. yeah, so somebody did that. So we do high, low, ha, and something funny. And there's not always something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when there is, you get to so, laugh about it as a family, I which is kind of cool. That's sweet. So, yeah, so Chris and I do that often, you know, dialogue daily, mm-hmm. date weekly. Now, mm-hmm. our dates look different at different stages. Sometimes right. our dates are a Netflix movie on the couch after the kids exactly. go to bed. Yes, and that's you okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Or sometimes it's dinner sometimes we'll feed the kids dinner and then we have dinner with the two of us mm-hmm. after they go to bed do yeah. a late dinner that's great um and then sometimes it really is a date you know mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. going yeah. out somewhere fun or a special mm-hmm. restaurant or even to the park 
Yeah. Um, and then depart yearly without the kiddos, which mm-hmm. that's been, you know, that's, that's hard. the hardest one to get somebody to take care of four kiddos for you. But mm-hmm. we oh, have yeah. awesome, awesome help. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I love that that's advice. Fun. Good. Those are great practical tips. I love that. So talking about marriage and then kind of thinking about children, because then when you throw children into the mix, it kind of totally does, you know, you have to adjust to that too. How do you teach your kids yeah. really the intimacy with Jesus that you have? Yeah. So when I first started teaching, one of my teacher mentors, and she was a believer. I mean, she was just awesome. Mm. But she talked about so often that how our intimacy with Jesus is first caught and not taught. And Mm. so we think as parents, and there's so much responsibility with teaching our kids about intimacy with Jesus. And there is so much to teach. But we put so much pressure on, okay, I have to teach them exactly the scripture and where it is in the books of the Bible. And those things come as you go, but really just making sure that my heart is right Mm -hmm. and that I'm teaching as I go and allowing them to catch those things so that then they can be built on and taught on. And so that's that's one of the things that we say with our kids, like, Oh, there's a lot of things you can catch, but I really hope you're catching Jesus in me Mm. (laughs) and not, you know, my short temper or my lack of patience or, you know, my mood swings and mommy being, you know, mommy. Yeah, that's great. Just really. um, And goodness gracious, we're not perfect. And oh, we make mistakes every day. And mommy's ugly tone can come out. um, (laughs) Can't all of ours. Oh, I know. And we were laughing the other day. We were laughing with a friend because she was talking about how she shared a blog before how she was reading her Bible and her kid came up and jumped in her lap and she was like, can't you see mommy's trying to read my Bible? (laughs) And she was like, it's so funny. Like the Lord just like kind of smacked me on the face like, what? Yeah, really? You know, like you're reading your Bible and you're being ugly to your kid. Exactly. Exactly. It's so easy to do that. It is. so easy. So it is. Just really, you know, showing grace, showing forgiveness. I like it. Um, just walking through, you know, the Lord always gives us scriptures here and there and just being intentional about using those with mm-hmm. my kids and being intentional about taking the moment to stop, get on their level, get on their face. You know, when I do something wrong, apologizing, talking about mm-hmm. forgiveness and just mm-hmm. really intentionality is huge with our mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And I think with, you know, the world that we live in, it's so easy just to go with the flow and get so busy and you know, be on our phones or, you know, social media or, you know, even just fill our calendars with, you know, just kind of fluff. And we just don't always get those opportunities. So Mm -hmm. try to take opportunities as much as we can. I know. And be intentional. That's huge. That's a good thing. That's a really, really good word. I like that. Okay. So the next thing that I usually ask my guest is the eat, read, pray, love segment. And so what are you in the, to kind of, as we're talking about kids and, 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 um, showing them Jesus and our marriage, what do you pray for them or what do you pray for your marriage? So for, um, specifically for our family and our boys right now, uh, our boys, our two oldest, um, can read. And so they are in a place where we are walking through with them what it looks like to be in God's word and to have a passion and desire. But, you know, also they're nine and seven. So walking through like, what does this mean? Mm. Like scripture can be really confusing. So just really praying for them that in this season that we're in of newness and new friends and new places and new school, that they will have a desire and a passion for God's word. 
and be in it with us. We're walking through, our two oldest are walking through the Foundation Kids devotional. Oh. And so um, it is, um, it's written by Robbie Gallaty, but it is a book for kids. It's a new devotion, and it's got two sections every day for older kids or younger kids where they can read um, a verse to like maybe five verses. Mm -hmm. But it walks through chronologically through the Bible and the stories, and then they have a short activity. So for our oldest and um second or nine and seven year old, it takes them about 15 minutes a day. Perfect. So not a long time, but we can walk through it with them and just apply, okay, these stories and these are real people, but how do we apply this to me today? Mm -hmm. And how do I have a passion for God's word and learning God's word, but also doing something with it, like understanding it and doing something with it. So that's that's really something we're praying for our boys right now is that our oldest is is already a believer, but our second one is right on that borderline mm. asking lots and lots and lots of questions. That's great. So we are just really praying that the Lord will reveal 100% truth to him and he will just fall in love with God's word and who God is and that God loves him. And for our younger ones that, you know, our older ones and ourselves can still continue to be an example for them as mm. we walk in newness. I mean, this is all just a new adventure for all of us. So it's, right. uh, it's kind of hard as a mom and dad to say, all, have all the answers because we're still kind of trying to figure it out too out here sure. and what it looks like. So, you know, really just walking through with them of what faith looks like that a lot of times this big faith word mm-hmm. isn't easy and we don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? We don't know where we're going or right. what's next, but it, that's not what God called us to do. And so right. we really are praying for our whole family and even our family back home and our friends that Faith gains a different definition from what we are learning. Like for ourselves, it gains a different definition. Mm. But what it looks like, you know, on the flip side, um, and that that kind of changes people's heart for evangelism just here in the U.S. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, we thought, oh, Colorado, it's the United States. I mean, there's still churches. But to come out here and to see Mm. the statistics and hear, you know, I mean, one church for every 32,000 people and every— yeah, it's just crazy. And one for every 52,000 people in the greater Denver area. It's mm. just crazy. It is. It is. And it's in the United States, like you said. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, what are you reading? I mean, it sounds like you don't have any time to read, but if well, you did have time, what would you read? Yeah. So I'm a slow reader. I love to mm. read, but I'm not a big reader. Chris, yeah. is, my husband, is a crazy, crazy reader. He reads about a book to two books a week. Oh, wow. And it like blows my mind. I mean, totally oh. blows my mind. Oh, man. Uh, whereas I'm lucky, like, my goal this year is five <laughs> for the whole year. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's awesome. And he might get that in a month. Yeah. Um, so, right awesome. now, I am reading Parenting Isn't Perfect by Jim Daly. Oh, okay. From and Focus I, on the Family. Yeah, from Focus on the Family. So, as we were moving out here, I was listening to podcasts on, um, on our way out in the middle of Kansas. Okay. And... Either it came up or the book had just come out. I'm honestly not really, I can't remember. But I thought, oh, that'll be a good one because we're walking through like this unknown. Mm. And it is a phenomenal book. I've picked it up and set it down and picked it up. I've been reading it for about three weeks now. Yeah. And a month, maybe. I don't know. Maybe two months. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sounds like me. It's just so good. And it's very practical on how do we be intentional and answer the right questions and when and why and there's scripture behind it. But, mm. you know, he talks about how, you know, he didn't grow up in a Christian home or a great 
you know, mm. biblical family. And so right. he's trying to figure out how to do that for his kids mm-hmm. and not that his way is perfect. He'll tell you that I haven't learned what's perfect, right. but I have kind of learned what works and doesn't work yeah. um, based on scriptures. It's a really good book. That's great. Like and it. it's I called like Parenting Isn't Perfect. Parenting Isn't Perfect. I like, like it. A blue cover. It's great. Okay. Good deal. Good. I hadn't heard of that one. That's great. Okay. What are you eating? What is your favorite snack? I love to eat. Oh, goodness. I'm kind of, I do love to eat. I'm a foodie. Chris <laughs> okay. and I love to go to new local restaurants, but I'm also like the world's worst junk eater. Yes. I like don't eat good meals <laughs> during the day, so I just junk. But <laughs> there, I love yogurt, and there's a new yogurt, or not, may not be new, new uh-huh. to me, here in Denver. It's made somewhere here around Denver, Colorado area, called Noosa. Yes. Yogurt. Yes, I've seen that. Heard of it? Yeah. Okay, you might have seen it in the grocery store. Okay. I didn't know it was a Denver thing. Well, everybody here raves about it because it's like a Colorado thing. Okay. Or outside. It's made in Bellevue, Colorado. But okay. um, it is so good. So mm-hmm. that's kind of been my, okay, this isn't as bad as like right. my Reese's chocolate-covered peanuts that I like to snack on. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I do Noosey yogurt with chocolate chips in it to get my chocolate. Yum. Perfect. <laughs> Good. That's good. good. That's a healthy one. That's good. Awesome. All right. I have to pick some up because I see it, but I haven't tried it, I don't think. Good. And I don't like Greek yogurt because I don't like the texture. Yeah, I don't either. But this yogurt is super creamy. Okay. And I get the like vanilla yogurt. And I mean, it's so good. It's so good. good. I've gotten the Wii, O U I, and it's in the little glass jars. The only reason I'm getting it is because I want to wash those jars out and I want to put something cute on it and put it on my table. That's the only reason I'm getting this yogurt. So hopefully it tastes good because it's. A cute glass jar. I was in Secrets and she had a glass jar. Um, I guess it was when we were, it was right before Thanksgiving. And she put a little yeah. sticker of a, um, like a turkey that she got. And she was like, look. And I was like, I need to get some of that yogurt because I need I some of those glasses. I know. I'll <laughs> the just do that. She's so good. She's she so good about stuff like that. She, she is. She's amazing. She is like one of my favorite people ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you loving these days? Okay, so one of our greatest, greatest, greatest things about Colorado out here is just the weather mm. and just the climate and outside. Goodness gracious, it mm. is beautiful. And not just the mountains that you see. I mean, we right. walk out our front door and the mountains are right there. They're just beautiful. <gasps> but there are so many free things to do with our family out here, oh, okay. um, whether it's going to the park and mm-hmm. hiking and Frisbee golf. And there's parks everywhere, mm. everywhere. And one of the misconceptions about Denver is everybody's like, oh, it's so cold there. It snows. Mm. Well, it does. And it may snow like six to eight inches one day, but it's sunny. And then the next day it's like 67. So we're at the park in a t-shirt. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So we've done a lot of parks and um, uh, gone to a lot of hiking mountains. But That's we great. also, I really think my happy place is skiing on the mountain. Really? So I love to snow ski, but I had never snow skied out west. I'd just always gone out east. Okay. Because I just never come out here. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things with your kids being in school here in Denver, they get free snow skiing passes, free season passes. Oh, my goodness. So, like, we as a family can afford to go. Right, because they're free. three kids. We don't take the baby. Sure. Yeah, because they get a free pass. That's great. So, we have gone... Uh, three times this winter and my family came out here and we got to go with them uh, and it's like my happy place because awesome. the sun is shining mm-hmm. and it's just powder and uh-huh. being down the mountain it's peaceful but it's That's been amazing. neat to see our kids learn how to ski yes. and come out there with us and one of our little boys snowboards and that's been kind of funny oh my uh, goodness and then you know of course the olympics came around and he was like i want to do that we we're like 
All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We got to start now. Uh, I don't know. You're seven, but you know, they all live out here. So yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, oh so my it's goodness. Fun. that's fun to get our whole family on the mountain and just that's amazing. learn something new. And yeah. it's just beautiful, beautiful up there. It's just crazy. those experiences that, that your kids are getting, you know, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. It's cool. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So I have to tell you this. I've been talking to you this whole time and I'm thinking, you remind me of Ellie Holcomb. Does anybody ever told you that? <laughs> okay, so funny story. Ellie and I went to college together. No way. And had lots and lots of mutual friends. Oh, my And word. everybody said that through college. But, of course, she was Ellie, you know, Bannister at that point. Uh-huh. Like, she wasn't Ellie Holcomb. Like, right. awesome voice. She was friends with so many of our friends. And yes. um, some friends of ours had a band that she sang in also. And That's all hilarious. of my roommates did Young Life. So she was over at her house all the time. And people used to say that. Well, then when she like started singing and released her albums and, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, her voice is just so, it so is. beautiful. She's so, so good. good. But everybody was, started saying, oh, you remind us of Ellie Holcomb. And I was like, oh, thanks. Can't sing like her at all. But I do know her. And <laughs> that is so I, funny. I, so funny. But when I taught in high school, they were just obsessed with Ellie Holcomb. Oh, yeah. And of course, I got to be like the cool teacher because I was like, I know her and <laughs> yes. kind of look alike. <laughs> really, it looks like her. You know, That's I, hilarious. I huge compliment to that look like Ellie Holcomb. Awesome. Well, then, so for Halloween, y'all need, or a dress up like party, y'all need to dress up like Drew and Ellie Holcomb and get Chris so. to do a big beard and a hat. <laughs> And then you can just, I mean, you can do it. (laughs) I I know. If only he could grow a beard, maybe we could dress up as Drew and Ellie. (laughs) I love it. That's great. That's so funny. I think that's a big compliment, Ram. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to sing. Sing on Facebook for us, okay, when you have a chance. Then you would really be like, okay, no, you don't resemble her at all. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, man. Okay, so where can people find you? Help. Where can we go to support y'all to find out what you're doing out in Colorado? What can we do? Yeah, so the easiest way to find us right now and kind of what's going on with Journey Point Church is go to our website. We try and post some blog posts on there to kind of keep everybody updated. But the biggest thing is that you can go on our website and click on there to be a prayer partner. And that is one thing that we have found that the Lord is answering prayers left and right for Journey Point Church. I want to tell you a quick story really fast. So we got um, an end-of-the-year donation last year and a large donation that we were not expecting from a name that we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And all that was with the donation was an email. And so we emailed um, the family that donated, and, you know, we are just so, so grateful. And um, we, you know, can't tell you what this means because, you know, it does take money and finances to get our church off the ground, and this just means so much to us. Mm-hmm. We would love to have your address to send you a thank you yeah. and send you a thank you note and send you, you know, a Journey Point t-shirt and some, you know, just a little happy yeah. that we'll know we're come near to your donation. But we just really want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. So she emailed us back, and it took about nine or ten weeks for her to email us back and she said, I'm so sorry. This has just been kind of crazy, but I want you to kind of know the why behind we donate, why we donated what we did. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, somebody at our church connected us with you and shared your story. And it was somebody through Memphis and knew that we had moved out here. And she said about three or four years ago, my brother moved out to Stapleton 
and doesn't, um, his family doesn't go to church Mm. and he is a believer, but we're not certain about his wife. And, you know, every week that they're not in church, his kids, his two little girls are not able to see the love of Jesus. And Mm. she said, and when I saw that you were moving to Stapleton, it just tugged at my heart. Mm. And Chris and I were just broken. Like Mm. the Lord was working three Mm. to four years ago. She said, I've been praying daily for the Lord to place a church (gasps) in Stapleton for this family. And we were just like, that's amazing. We are just so, I mean, it's just such a, a confirmation and an answered Mm -hmm. prayer that the Lord has been working. I mean, well before we even had a clue, right. A clue that we were coming out or we didn't know what Stapleton was, Mm -hmm. but so just knowing that prayers are working, you know, she started praying three years ago. Um, so you can sign up to be a prayer partner. There's ways to follow us and see what we're up to and pray for our events coming up. And, um, there's ways to give financially on there. I mean, you can just keep up with all of us on journeypoint.org. That's great. That's great. We'll go there for sure. I love it. Good. Thank you so much for giving me time today after y'all were on a long delayed flight last night. I really appreciate Um, it. Girl, I so enjoyed it. It was fun chit-chatting and catching up and just getting to share all of the big things God's doing out here. Well, He's doing a lot, and I'm so glad that everybody will get to hear your story and be encouraged by it. So thanks so much. Thanks, friend. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. I loved chatting with Libby. I love all of the advice that she shared, the marriage advice. Um, about kids and family and you can actually hear me writing furiously with my marker just about the book that she's reading and the devotional book that her boys are reading but if you want to connect with Libby and Chris uh, about their ministry out there in Colorado go to journeypoint.org and sign up to be a prayer partner I just did it took about two seconds and that would be an awesome thing I know that they would really appreciate your prayers for them Um, You can connect with them on social media as well. If you go to that website, you can find all of that there. If you want to connect with me over at Friends of a Feather podcast on Instagram or on Facebook, I'd love to do that. I love Insta stories. So I'd love to see you over there. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're all Friends of a Feather. Let's stick together and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.